Newsbreak podcast. I think the timing is a surprise. Him stepping down is not necessarily a surprise. The protests started in December last year over the increasing price of bread and mutated into calls for his ouster. But unlike other protests, these protests were very wide-scale, both in terms of representation and in terms of geographic location, which meant the regime wasn't able to, to stop the protests. I'll proceed in February then, basically assigned to a state of emergency and then had a cabinet reshuffle, putting military people in very key positions, trying to tether the military fight to that of the regime. And it seemed to be working. Uh, you know, the protest size had dropped. The geographical scale had also lessened until Saturday, when commemoration of a previous military ouster of, uh, of Jafar Mineri in 1985, so protesters actually camp out and have a sit-in at the military headquarters. And the military headquarters significantly is where Amal Bashir's presidential palace also is. By Tuesday, it seemed as if there were small defections happening. And by Thursday, the military had taken over state broadcaster and actually was going to take power via military coup and basically forced Amal Bashir to say. Ibrahim, consultations are underway to set up a transitional council to run the country. What does that mean? It means two things. One, that the protesters don't necessarily have enough influence. Two, that the military wants to protect its interests. And three, that it's likely that many within the ancient or old regime would be involved in this transitional council. So, you know, we wait to see the names of the people on the council, and we can make a a more definitive, you know, assessment of whether this council is actually protecting the old regime or whether it's actually something new. Now, there have been anti-Al-Bashir supporters who have been protesting in the country, but there's also some of his supporters that are also protesting. We know currently thousands are flocking towards anti-government protests. Do you, by any chance, believe, after monitoring the situation in Sudan, that the country can now descend into anarchy because of its political crisis? If the transition takes a long time or if there's a power vacuum, then it could go into anarchy, yes. But I do also think that even though he has some public support, his level of public support is much less than that of the protest. So it won't necessarily, you know, mutate into a civil war. Um, especially since the armed groupings actually seem not to support him. So unless, of course, there's a, an extended period where there's you know, no leadership and the power vacuum, that may, you know, worsen the situation, but currently not necessarily. uh... Some elements within the military seem to be siding with Omar al-Bashir, and then some are staying loyal to the demonstrators. Is this an unprecedented move? Forces that generally support al-Bashir are high-level military-ranking officials and forces from the intelligence apparatus. The military as a whole, or at least the low-ranking members and mid-ranking members, seem to have switched sides towards the protesters. It may be a bit chaotic if, you know, the two groupings clash. Now, the military has changed sides. In 1964, when it ousted Mohamed Aboud, and in 1985, when it changed sides and assisted with the ouster of uh, Jafar Nameri. So within the Sudanese context, this is not unprecedented. Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.